2024, friends decide to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This, you know, guys, I just don't have, it's not the energy I want. Okay, let me, let me try this. Let me, let me try this instead. Let's see if this helps. Oh, in yes. 2024, friends decide to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums is decided for whom the Rolling bell Stone tolls Megas Metallica. Is. Yes, I'm this so result pumped for this is the album. Text chain that celebrated the music excoriated the order and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise from to do almost Death no Valley, research. I give you <laughs> all opinions are <laughs> own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. <laughs> Beck did it better from 1980. Ooh. This is album 84. Back in Black by ACDC. Now listen, this is just, I just got to put out a public service message here. Okay, real quick. Warning. 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 Warning to all parents with kids in the car. This band once wrote a song called Beat Around the Bush. (laughs) This may not be our cleanest episode. Warning. 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 (laughs) Okay, but let's not worry about that right now. Let's go to uh, uh, K-Rob. Let's turn on the radio, okay? Oh, all right. What's up, everybody? This is K-Rob. K. Listen, we got callers calling in saying, why do you sing so many songs about Aaron? And the answer is, I love it. And sometimes, (laughs) the things that you love the most, well, they cause you the most pain. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Aaron Scout is back. Love meaty snacks. And canned fish cause him to react. Well, it's too much meat. Hurts his feet. His uric acid levels have peaked. He's to take a break. Eating those steaks. Not so many drinks around seven or eight. He's got medicine. Colchicine. Right now his big foot makes him want to scream. It's a shower attack. He's a wreck. Disease of kings. Aaron's thing. When he drinks beer, fills him with fear. Aaron eats like crap. It's the gout Yes. When gout? you want to hear about the yeah. greatest albums of all time. Finally, a parody song about gout. <laughs> people have been waiting for it. I've got a lot of emails and texts and messages of people asking for songs about gout. Unbelievable. The science, though, Rob. I mean, hats off. You did your research. Hats off. I mean, I, I expect nothing less. You did your research. I'm That's for all my gout heads out there. That's it. Did it better. <laughs> listen, if you're gimping around because of your castle, you'd love that song. I said to my wife, I go, listen, I got a song about Aaron's gout. And she's like, okay. And she just put on headphones. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to Beck Did It Better. Now, listen, I have to give something the official uh, uh, smells bells of the podcast. These are now what? the smells bells. If a joke is very bad, you will get the smells bells. The smells bells? The, the smells, smells bells. bells. Stinky, stinky jokes. Get the smells bells. Oh, and I got to I gotta give myself the smells bells today because I did attempt to sing Gout Attack in a Brian Johnson Ooh, I hear uh, high voice. And so we will just be playing a quick clip of that and then we'll never talk about it again. So let's. That's pretty good. Oh, Aaron. Sounds like Nelson or Milhouse or whatever that guy from uh, The Simpsons. Just terrible. English? That's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, Russell's got it down. That for sure gets the smells bell city. I mean, that was really good. Smells bells. That was not good. Very nice. Uh, Listen, I've got Russell. I've got three guys with me. i got Russell in uh, Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing today? 
I'm great, guys. All my dates from years past. They weren't no Mona Lisas and no Playboy stars, and they surely weren't in heaven when I ended each date complaining about the service fees at bars. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Just great, Rob. Thanks for having me. And I've got Aaron in California. He's, he's the only guy I know who's watching a porno with his parents and thinks it's awkward when they get to a kissing part. <laughs> I do Smells remember bells? watching Jerry Maguire with my parents. Uh, you know, I guess given <laughs> the given the subject matter of the opening song, I should probably lay off the just like Bon Scott. I should lay off the sour mash and cheap wine, but it's hard to resist. So it's it's so hard. RCDC is a, it's a cautionary tale to be sure. Listen, <laughs> let's get into our voicemails. And sometimes you just can't remember which voicemail is which. So let's just play this one. Jesus, I can't believe I have to take time out of my day to call in and condiments playing cheese curds to you coastal elite dumb shit. <laughs> so the one you get in Wisconsin at the gas station, the squeaky ones that you toss on top of your spotted cow on the way to the register, those don't need condiments. If you use any with those, you're a serial killer, and I shouldn't have to tell you that. Now, after the state fair, they have a pump full of marinara sauce at the cheese yeah. curd stand, and it's fucking unbelievable. Calling yeah. it marinara almost does it a disservice. It's something yes, even it's more ketchup. magical than that. It's, it's hard to know whether to dip your curds in it or dip your dick in it. The yeah. thing is, though, if you oh. ask for marinara with your curds in any other scenario, you'd look like an idiot. And so in all other cases, whether you're at a restaurant or anywhere else, shout out Culver's, you get the ranch, but it's never enough ranch. Even when oh, you gross. ask for extra ranch, there's never enough ranch. Jesus You've got to have the backup bottle of ketchup for when the oh, ranch runs out. Talking about? You probably should stop eating the curds, but you're not going to stop eating the curds. Now, while we're here, you spent a lot of time making fun of the Drake relays, but I just want to let it be known that Rob crossed state lines just to watch people lift weights. <laughs> that's different that's a real like that, sport. Is a, that's that is a masterful email this person has thought deeply about cheese curds and the yeah. their respective condiments yeah tell me you're from the midwest without telling me you're from the midwest oh, yes. there's never enough ranch <laughs> or ketchup <laughs> so funny i've i have seen uh i'm gonna give it away a little bit i've seen members of this person's family dip just plain cheese into ranch I've, I've seen I've, careful. If, if this, you mentioned dipping something else. In this, that was not yeah. appropriate. <laughs> that's why my balls smell like ranch. Yeah, that's it. I dipped them in ranch. Yeah. yeah it's, there's no yeah, other reason. Yeah, yeah. It's not candida. <laughs> that's for my fungus heads out there. Was his feedback that all of them work or what? I didn't even know what his feedback was think, in that whole I, rant. I think he loved the marinara at the state fair, which, okay. yeah. but he also wants to be clear that there's a difference between the cheese curds. And I have to agree, like the Wisconsin cheese curds, right? The, the ones that you get, and they squeak. I was so excited when I first went to Wisconsin on like a boy choir trip or something, right? And they were like, we're going to stop and get some cheese curds. And I was like, fuck yeah. I fucking love cheese curds. It's like fries with cheese in the middle. It's great. And then you get these Wisconsin cheese curds and they're just cheese. And I'm like, wait, what? They're just pieces of cheese. Like these are like craft single <laughs> things. Oh, right, they're not. Fuck yeah, they're that. Not. that those, yeah. those should not be even called cheese curds. They should be something different. Real cheese curds are deep Dumb fried. Shits. Guess, guess what, Wisconsin? <laughs> You're on. You're on fucking notice right now because those, are, to me, are not real <laughs> cheese curds. Fires of the. We might get another voicemail if any of our Wisconsinites are still listening at this point yeah. in, the, in the journey. If they can Dumb find somebody to figure out how to dial phone. a phone for them, <laughs> yeah, right? give me a break. <laughs> if you are, if you think that take my take is dumb about cheese curds, it's eight zero two two seven seven Beck eight zero two two seven seven Beck. I just cannot see. I, I hate to relitigate it. Marinara on cheese curds. I, I just don't get it. it I think what's, marinara what's, comes with cheese curds everywhere you go. Uh, yeah, that's that's the that that's the sauce that comes with it everywhere. What state fair is this 
dumb shit listener attending. Is this the Iowa State Fair? Because that makes sense if there's marinara because it's the Iowa State Fair. You got straight up ketchup. You got Heinz ketchup at the Minnesota State Fair, and that's it. And so that's why I don't get any. No ranch? That's it. No ranch, just ketchup. Mm. Yep. That seems un Minnesotan to me. Yes, I I have reason to believe this caller has attended the Iowa State Fair on numerous occasions. Some some years, even perhaps every day of the Iowa State Fair. Yeah, of course. I, I, I uh, when when I was younger at the county fair in uh, in Minnesota, I would go to the county fair, and they had something for uh, twenty five cents. You could drink as much milk as you wanted, and you can imagine <laughs> that me in high school, I drank we- easily a half gallon of milk. Like I would be like free food. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna take these guys to the fucking cleaner, and then I could never figure out like later that night, I'd be like, I don't feel good. I feel terrible. I feel absolutely <laughs> awful. I wonder why why I mentioned again that I once saw Russell drink as much milk as anyone wanted to watch Russell drink. That was a display. (laughs) Yes. Russell, how much milk did you get? That was a feat. I got about, I'd say three quarters of a gallon in about 20 minutes. And then I projectile vomited into a garbage can. (laughs) Yeah. Over a garbage can. Over over a garbage can. Technically. (laughs) (laughs) Over a garbage garbage can in the general vicinity, but it did not catch any of the garbage. (laughs) It wasn't. I should have got one of those fancier garbage cans that Rob has in his kitchen it probably would have caught it for me yeah <laughs> with the end bags simple or whatever human. Type yeah, of yeah, right he's, size he's a simple bag. human with the bigger yeah what oh. is your guys state fair style when you guys like do you, do you always go for food right away do you go for some rides do you go see animals what's your what's your oh, state fair man. style before or after i'm there to see the beach boys who seem to play at the state fair <laughs> every year <laughs> oh great it's the fucking beach boys again i hope john stamos <laughs> is on drums like what? they're Cindy always Lopper's there back. yes <laughs> It's like, hey, what says Minnesota more than the Beach Boys? Oh, absolutely nothing, actually. It's the exact opposite. The fucking Beach Boys. I mean, they're related to Kevin Love. Matt, what's your state fair style? Uh, Food, for sure. And then, you know, kind of the other things that you just can't see. Animals, right? Like, we live in the city. We don't see farm animals. and Mm -hmm. I I think they're pretty cool to go see the biggest pig and, you know, judge how big his nuts are compared to the other ones and things like that. So, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So, my wife and I have multiple pictures next to the best cock at the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> and we got pictures of the best hen as well. But it, I mean, the best cock, you were right there. And it was like, and you could just tell the farmer who won was like, yeah, I get it. Like we all get the joke, but I actually worked really hard to breed this cock myself. <laughs> I worked really hard to earn this ribbon. It's the perfect size and shape. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just colorful enough. It's not too bright where people are alarmed, but it does have a lot of different colors on the cock. Like, and, and it was a magnificent creature. Like, I got it, but... If there was any marinara stuff. nearby, it would dip itself in the marinara. <laughs> oh, Aaron, <laughs> start this shit over, Rob. That was, that was filthy. There's enough dirty lyrics on this album as it is. Listen, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show, except for Aaron's. It's rolling going. It's time. It's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling going. Oh, Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're starting with me, Rob, because it's only going to go up from here. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I know you don't like when this happens, but I got. I have to get a little bit emo tonight. I have to get a little uh-huh. bit emo. Several uh-huh. reasons. He's got out of clams. Yeah, out of out of pet prepackaged clams. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are gone. So <laughs> I right. ran out. Of, ran out. Of prepackaged clams. Yeah. So that's. Uh, well, first of all, my brother was here yesterday. It was awesome to hang out with my brother. I hadn't seen him in person in so long, and we were so fortunate to also watch the Iowa State Cyclones win an NCAA tournament game. I don't know the last time I watched a game with my brother where the Cyclones won. 
So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, I was walking at Lake Merritt yesterday here in Oakland, and I saw a guy wearing an NWO New World Order hat. Nice. And and I said to him for life, and he said right back to me, "Too sweet." And <laughs> it's on my mind. Hey it's, yo, it's on my mind because Scott Hall passed this week. And yeah, yeah, one of the pioneers of the NWO. Yes, number one, rest in peace to Scott Hall. But number two, Kevin Nash, the big sexy wrote the most beautiful tribute to his friend, Scott Hall on social media. And it was so heartfelt. And he, at the end, he said, I couldn't love another human more than I love Scott. And I was so moved by that. And so once in a while, I got to, we got to drop the bullshit and I got to talk about how much I love having you guys in my life and how much oh, I love God, doing this podcast and how much I think this podcast is a love letter to people who new, want to get together new, and new, new, listen new to people. Order enjoy each other so thank you guys that's it that's all i got tonight i'm just i'm feeling that's good to start calling the penis. that's uh, it the <laughs> yep sucks the pink is great uh aaron very thoughtful very rob, heartfelt. rob going straight into his bag of tricks yeah can't handle the mechanism when i was younger i was a big pro wrestling fan as you guys well know but uh can i tell you a funny story about i had one nwo shirt when i was a kid can i tell you guys about that the story of that shirt yeah, mm, definitely. Sure. Thumbs up. You got three thumbs up from us. So our so did you guys on when you graduated high school, did you have a thing where you stayed over at the school the night of graduation or anything where like they didn't have a they didn't have a party. They wanted everyone at the school. In so high they school? did like a, they did like a hypnotist. They had a bunch of like yeah. things at the yeah. school and everyone stayed overnight for the final night. Did yep. you guys do that? Yeah, we, yep. we we had a we had like a late night like it was, Senior I thought it was class just party. graduation well, at or some point, like at or? some point it was like lights out time to go to bed. Does no. this happen? No, you, you just, stay up, you all stayed night. up the whole night. Stay up the whole night. Rob, <laughs> as a teacher, does that sound like a nightmare? Like, what do you? That oh, sounds like, yeah. Oh, God. Like constantly quit. checking the bathrooms with a flashlight. Like, what's going on in here? No, you wouldn't, because what if you find something? And then it's like, <laughs> well, I'm not dealing with this shit. So anyway, so as part of this, they went around and they they had like a video crew and they would get a message from almost every kid in the school. They're, you know, their goal is, hey, they, they try to find every kid and find, yes. like, have them say one it's thing like, into the camera. It's like the right? old movie ads, right? Where they'd come out yeah. and they'd be like, what did you think of Braveheart? Everybody be like, Braveheart fucking yes. yes. <laughs> Class of 98, where you go, yeah, yeah. we're the best. 98, 98, 99 98. But so, so everyone was going around, they were doing these things and I was wearing my NWO shirt. I'm wearing the NWO shirt. Cause like, there's a reason I'm still single. Cause I was wearing pro wrestling t-shirts in high school. <laughs> that probably didn't put me on the right path. But so anyways, everyone's going around and saying these things about what they loved about high school or being the Irish or all this different stuff. And my, my final message to the camera was when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. And I gave the camera the two sweet. So yes. if anyone from the 98 class of Rosebud goes back and watches the video, my final message to my fellow graduates is it's just too sweet. Yeah, yeah but that's so good, right? Like that's one that I think is actually like super good. Cause you just, you went for it. Like you're not saying like, I'm going to miss you guys. And you guys are all such my friends. Like if you read my senior <laughs> quote in my yearbook, like I try yeah. to thank everyone that was important to me. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to a single one of those people in 25 years, could not care less what they're doing, have no idea. And instead I should have said something like, you know, suck it or whatever. Like that, that would have <laughs> we been got two words for you. <laughs> it would have been so good. And that's when Rob left sincerity in the rearview mirror. He thanked everyone in his high school yearbook and said, from here on out, no way. It's <laughs> going to put up the facade. Yeah. And, you know, and then meanwhile, do you know what my parents put in? Because you could put in like the baby picture, right? They put in a picture of me as a baby going like this. And it just says, keep dancing. 
Like, just when, when, when you, you got your hand up like that, you're doing yeah, like, like the I'm doing the Saturday move. Night Fever pose. Yeah. I keep forgetting we're doing a podcast, but it's like Saturday Night Fever pose. It just says, keep dancing. Everyone else is like, I love you. I'm so proud of who you, the person you become. And you're such a strong woman. And it's just <laughs> fine. Keep dancing. And I was like, damn right. My dad nailed it on that. Like, like it's a, it's a fucking joke. It's a high school yearbook. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but I literally, I bet I was. 38 years old when I realized that Razor Ramon was not named Razor Ramon. When it, when his <laughs> name was Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Right? Scott Hall, is that his name? Yes. Yeah. And he fucking was Razor Ramon. And I like saw him in a documentary. He's like, oh, yes, I liked wrestling with this person. I was like, that's fucking Razor Ramon. <laughs> and he's not from Cuba. He's not from Cuba. No, he's not. And he doesn't have a natural curly cue with his hair. No. Right. Oh, that curly cue is so beautiful. And then you, and then like you watch it and you're like, oh, he had just watched Scarface like two days before and was like, well, I guess I fucking nailed it. This is my new thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So wrestling good. gimmicks are among the most problematic things that have ever existed in entertainment. And I think they oh, still I do it, right? I think. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought that the Carrie Von Eric's gimmick of the Texas tornado was very insulting to weather patterns throughout <laughs> the country. <laughs> Listen, coming from a long line of clowns, doink, don't even give me something, doink. I mean, on one side of my family, it's clowns. On the other side, it's sumo wrestlers. Yes. So the 90s were a turbulent time for me, the early 2000s. And then his three little minions, Dink, Blink, and Ink. Yes. The fact that there was a pro wrestler that was just a clown, right? Yeah. And then well, the fact that clown. Like, he was a clown, everybody's like, sure. Like, okay, yeah. like, it's, yeah, I bet a clown would kick this guy's ass. Like, yeah, no problem. So, Aaron, if you were, you know what, Aaron? I think I would like you to write my obituary. Could you do that for me? Yeah, I could write your obituary. Okay. Why, I got wait. about 10 things I want you to include. Okay. What would be those 10 things? Uh, yeah, let's see. Dick too big. Is that one or is that three? <laughs> I'd like you to start with it. I think having a joke obituary would be funny, right? Like one of those but ones in, where it's like. Obviously, butt and tub is one that sticks out yeah, in my mind. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of promotions and then like Rob had the correct views on milk duds. Like I'd make you say stuff like that at my funeral. <laughs> It'd be no problem. What Rob was, was loved by many, but he actually hated all of you. So that's right. <laughs> so I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah. What was the food Rob had in the bathroom up in the cabin that he was worried about in the bathroom? It was the bagel, right? Or was oh, the bagel in the bathroom. But yeah. well, you can't. <laughs> you can't be eating any food in the bathroom. Like that's just it's not a good idea. Yeah, can't. It's like when you're talking on the phone to a girl. You got to say you're in the garage. You yeah, cannot, yeah, I even yeah. like if if I take a bite of food on my way to the bathroom, I like to try to stop and swallow the you food wait. before I'm in the bath. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't even be chewing in there. Like you don't want to do that. No, this is like a life changing moment here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Russell's. We see him wheeling a fridge out of his bathroom. <laughs> I guess. Well, that's where he keeps the cold toilet paper. Like, of course. Like, <laughs> They're on different shelves. That goes in the fruits and veggies drawer. It's like, it's, it's like the fridge in the Dre and Snoop video that's all full of, you know, frosty oh, the 40s. 40s except it's it's, all 40s. It's, man, also, Snoop, fucking Snoop took every Death Row song off of streaming services. I'm sorry to hijack the entire podcast at this point, but he took all of Death Row off of streaming except for Why? Tupac. I because he's gonna sell NFTs or some shit. Oh. So 
Hmm. He took everything off except for Tupac because I think people would absolutely riot if Tupac uh, was off. So I listened to All Eyes on Me this week. Uh, I've honestly never listened to All Eyes on Me start to start to finish uh, in my life. So that was a fun experience. You, you, you got to get some media. You got to get a network drive in your apartment and just put. I know. You got to get a couple terabytes and just put everything on there. You can't rely on companies to stream you stuff can't. to you anymore. No, you got to you got to get physical media. This is why I never should have got rid of my. You CDs. know what you should do is fucking buy CDs, man. We're going all the way back around. I We're know. Like, you should hundred percent buy. CDs. That's what everyone should be doing right now. I, but I'm telling you, like this streaming stuff with with my kid, like if she wants an album, she just pushes play and listens right. to it. Yeah. For me to listen to an album when I was 13 was a week long ordeal, and it would cost me like CDs used to be like 25 bucks, right? Like, and then you'd get this giant CD case. You'd get a, a case. It'd be like this big, and then a tiny CD would come on. You're like, why do I get this big case? It makes no yeah. sense. And then you'd get the CD and you're like, oh, I actually don't like most of these songs. Like, I only right. like tub thumping. It's the only reason I got the CD. I don't need anything else. <laughs> Rob, Which is weird because Rob you. said that about multiple albums. He'd buy another album. <laughs> he'd yeah. buy an album by a completely like, different not even fucking like, tub thumping. No, this is third eye blind. There's no tub no thumping sense. on here. Russ is trying to move us on. I'm in big trouble with my family. Okay. I've made some mistakes with my family. Uh, number you're one. just realizing that now? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Or you're just willing to admit it on the pod now. I, I would say this, uh, just just real quick. The other day. You know, Rob, Rob. Yes. Admitting things on the podcast can be very therapeutic. It's true. You know, and sometimes you just need to get these things out on the podcast so that the whole world can hear them. That's true. You know, or then you're not trying to hide no. things. No. And so getting things, uh, you know, I think this yeah. is good. Getting things out on the podcast well, I think it's, is good. Especially it's if you've been doing stuff do. for months or whatever. And it's, I think yeah. it's a big part of your life. It's time right. to share. You know, maybe like, it's. Maybe yeah, it would even so, open up more things we could talk about. Like, you never know. I think that'd be really cool, actually. It's like calling yeah. things what so, they are, right? Yeah, so just I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm all for this, Rob. You I know, think like, so let's, too. let's get all of our secrets out and all of our, you know, what we're, what's going on. Let's get them out on yeah, the podcast. I agree. I let's think that's go. a great idea. Guys, Listen, I, I, I have something to share with you guys. <laughs> okay, what? It's big. Okay. I actually went and bought a new NWO t shirt. <laughs> I'm still wearing NWO gear. <laughs> too sweet. Too sweet. Where would you even buy one anymore? <laughs> Step one, I built a time machine. Uh, so the other day my wife came home and my wife does this really cool thing where she spends the first two minutes when she comes in the door complaining about whatever her day was about. So whatever I'm doing, no matter how much fun I'm having, watching basketball or whatever, I get to hear about everything so bad that has happened to her throughout the day. And then at some point she ran out of things to complain about. So she did what I thought was a brilliant move. She complained about herself. Oh, I was like, that got your attention, didn't it? That's like the inception of complaining. It's like a Christopher Nolan movie about complaining about it. It was because who's going to argue with you when you're like, <laughs> I'm the fucking worst. And everybody's got to be like, oh, you're the best. And you're like, yeah. maybe I am the best. Like it's, <laughs> she goes, I have now. Now, I just want to know what would be your response if your wife came home and said, I have a fat face. My face is really fat right now is what she said. Now, I'm going to ask you right now, is an appropriate response to laugh? Okay, because no. that's what I did. I no. just started laughing. No. I started laughing. She goes, I have a fat face. And I went, ha, ha, ha. That was it. Because she was making a fat face look when she said it, too. She's like, I have a fat face. And she's like, you know, like I she tried to make her face bigger, which made me laugh. I think the appropriate response would be to say, you know, when you say that, it's hurtful to people like me that actually do have a fat face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. And I'm now we're laughing. Shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Because then she went through all the pictures that you can see behind me here in the living room and then pointed out ones where she liked her face better. And I was like, oh, I should not have laughed at the face because this is like a real thing. And then, so then that's not it though. So then that night at like 1030 at night, my daughter comes out and goes, listen, Harry Styles just came out with some nail polish, right? I want to buy some Harry Styles nail polish. I was like, sure. That sounds good. Like, you're so sweet. We'll do, we'll do whatever you want. She goes, okay. It's $75. Oh. And I was oh, like, oh, okay. Cause I, you said, okay. Well, I don't know. She scammed yeah, me. Yeah, I, this was a scam. Run on, yeah. I do not know how much nail polish costs. I have no idea. I, so the next day I was like, Hey, I bought some nail polish for Amelia yesterday. It seemed kind of expensive. James was like, Oh, how much was it? I said like 75 bucks. And she goes, I don't pay over five. And I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa, wait, that's a five? big chasm. I don't know. That seems, five seems like not enough. I got scammed by my own daughter. And then <laughs> I was complaining to her about it for the last couple of days. And you know what she had the nerve to say to me today? <laughs> what? She goes, I'm giving you content for your podcast. You should actually be happy about it. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, she's not wrong. Yeah. She's really like, got you there. That's Whoa. even worse. Yeah, so, but at some point you have to admit, Rob, you weren't scammed. You just have no, cons- you have no knowledge of what the value of a dollar is. That's what happened. No, happens. I don't know how much nail. <laughs> 75 bucks. Okay. If you're, if you're, if, if a wife came home and said, I just spent $75 on some makeup stuff. Is that outrageous? I'd be like, great. I'd I have like, no you idea. Look, so you look nice. Yeah. I thought, yeah, exactly. Your face looks pretty thin. I don't know <laughs> what, how much nail polish costs. And so I got scammed either, by man. my own kid. $75. Well, what else were you going to do with that $75? Well, I'll probably put it on the underdogs of March Badness. <laughs> <laughs> Could make that seventy-five dollars into one hundred and fifty. You guys want to know where I'm a shopaholic at? Yeah, the NWO it's, store. It's when it comes to buying clothes. <laughs> if I go buy something and I get home and it doesn't fit right or I don't like it, I don't return shit. No, I just go buy something else. Like so, I'm a shop yeah. shopaholic because I will refuse to return anything. I've got like I've got like baskets full of stuff that will never yeah. fit me or look bad on me just sitting in the other room. Oh, the number of times I've gotten something from Amazon and it's like, oh, this phone case doesn't fit at all. <laughs> oh well, like I don't know. Like I'm not it takes me like that's seven dollars you're not gonna get back. I have yeah. somebody at the front desk of my building where I can just hand it to him and be like, give this to UPS when they come by. And I still don't do it. Like it's, it's I'm so lazy. Matt, rolling going, how's it going with you? <laughs> uh good, good. I uh you know, Russell has he's been scared of our good buddy. Uh, Magic Mike 69 for a long time. Psychopath. You know, and I might, I'm, I'm getting close to being with you there, Russell. Cause, oh. but Magic Mike 69, he's at some sort of like outdoor festival or something. And he's asking his son, you know, like, oh, here, I got this for you. you know, try this out, you know, and like basically hands them. They're at some sort of like meat festival or like barbecue or something no, like that. You got Aaron's opinion. Aaron got out a pen and Aaron got out a pen and a pad. And so he hands it over yeah. to him. And, and so his son starts eating. He goes, well, well, that's pretty good. He goes, well, what do you think of it? Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I don't know. He's his son says, well, what is it? And his magic Mike 69 says, well, it's, it's a uh, bull testicles. Oh. And his son's like, Oh, rocking oh, my oysters. Know? Okay. And, and so like, and I, I almost had the same exact reaction. If somebody handed me, Something, you know, like one, I wouldn't eat it. But, you know, his son has got he's got to get a bowl of lettuce, cucumbers yeah. on it, man. Oh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Some onions. Yeah. Oh, Slap them in the face yuck. if they did that. So you call this a yikes. salad. Hmm, this is very yeah. interesting. 
But how would you guys, if somebody, would you actually try, if so, you didn't know what it was, would you try to eat it? If it was something like that, would you give it a whirl if you didn't know what it was? Because absolutely, I would, I would kick Magic Mike 69 in the testicles if he handed oh, me a pair no, of testicles. No. I would be so mad if somebody did that to me or they tricked me like, oh, no, it's just a hamburger, right? Like, oh, no, this is fake meat. Like, what? I didn't want fake. I want to know. The rule, I think, for tasting food is like smelling stuff, right? If a okay. woman says to you, here, smell this, you do it because you know it's going to be a pleasant smell. <laughs> if a guy says to you, oh, dude, you got to smell this, you never should ever do that in a million years. It's going to be awful. But I think with dads, I think you have to do, like, as a dad, you have the right to trick your kid into eating bull testicles. And that's just the way it is. That's a dad. I'm up for trying it. If someone, if someone says, hey, try this out, I'm all for trying something one time. I, I don't know if the Rocky Mountain Oysters, if that, I would have like a revulsion or a, a problem with that. But the, I mean, as long as it wasn't something like insects or like a fear factor type thing, I think I'd be fine with it. I think, yeah, I mean, I'd prefer to know what the thing is. I mean, if someone hands you something and it's like, here's a thing, try it. I don't know. Like, I'd still like, you know, let, let me know what it is. But if you're at like a food fair, you know, like those people don't want to make people sick. They've got a, they've got a, an interest in food cleanliness so like, yeah you're not gonna get sick or something give it a shot i think that what matt hasn't said is that his problem was is that there were three flecks of lettuce on it there were three <laughs> there were three little pieces of lettuce and Matt was like i cannot believe he ate that that's one of like, the worst things i've ever leaf seen of cilantro next to yeah. matt two. so you matt would you try bull testicles if you got a no, chance absolutely not see no. i i think you're yep. just so revulsed by it i yeah, why not? I'd try. I mean, I'd what's give him a shot? Sure. Like, I mean, like if you saw a bloody muscle on the ground, you wouldn't be like, oh, God damn, I wish I could eat that thing right now. But that's exactly like what a steak is. Like, what's the difference? Well, if it's I, cooked, I, I, right? I love, like, I, I would not eat. I, like, I don't eat. You guys eat steak tartare. Oh, you guys yeah. oh absolutely. It's absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's yeah. so good. That vinegar kills all the bacteria. You're set. When I was in France, I ordered beef tartare every night. And after the third day. Beef tartare. And after the third day, I farted and it burned a hole into the blanket. Like it was like, it was one of these here smell this moments. And my wife was like, you cannot eat any more steak tartare. You've been eating steak tartare for three days in a row. You cannot just eat raw meat walking around. I have, to, smell I too have bad. to interject and say that my, my wife was reading a book to my son today and she does a fantastic French accent. She was nailing it. And it was about a, it was about farting Raffy. and it was about a person who is a fartiste and she fucking nailed the pronunciation of fartiste. So Rob, you, you were a fartiste and See? we didn't even know it. I, yeah. Very fartistic. I'm, I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think the problem is you're just too sensitive with food. I don't know. Have you, have you never been tricked into eating something? Cause you know, I, Oh, I would never, I would never do that to Matt. I feel like yeah, Matt no, would like, you even forever. tonight, like oh, I yeah. went to some, I went to some fancy restaurant tonight. Right. And it was, what do they, what do they call Rob? You know, what this is, prefix or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Love it. Okay. You show up, you don't get to order your food. They got they like just three, bring, four courses for you. Right. Yeah. They just say, you're going to give, you're going to get what we give you kind of a thing. Right. Love like, it. Cannot think of a worse scenario, right? Like it ended up being just fine. Did you look at the menu before you went or not? No, I didn't know it was prefix. I just went to this fancy place and should like, oh, this is prefix. And here's how we do it. And so then I'm looking at the menu, right? And, and there's a lot of stuff on there, right? It, but it just comes out little, it's smaller portions so that everybody can try some. If you like this, have it. If you don't like it, stuff like that. But it, there was so much stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, they've got this fish here. Like I'll, I'll get the fish and whatever comes. Oh, no. They're just bringing out everything. Yeah. You get your own little tiny. Oh, I love it. It's like you're a king. 
It's I love it. I I love. That's what I love about it. It's what, gone. What you can't did, just go back and get it. This is like a once in a lifetime experience. So again, so yeah, so there's things there, right? And like they brought out a salad. I did not eat the salad. And like <laughs> I pushed it, pushed it. I kind of pushed it away it. from yeah. you. Matt's no, wife was I like, scrunched it try into, the salad. Uh, no. So that you got the you got the full bowl, and I kind of scrunched it into half to make it look like I had a few there bites at least, you know, so I could save <laughs> a little bit of face. They took that away. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Have you been scrunching the salad? It's oh, so good. The salad yeah. seems scrunched. So then they bring out this stuff, right? And they're like, oh, we got this fish. It was great. We got this pork shoulder. Great. We've got these some sort of wraps. And it's like, I think it was lamb and it had some portobello mushrooms. And I'm not a big mushroom guy, right? Like, I, it's you're, fine. You're not, he's not a big mushroom uh, guy. I'm not a big not mushroom big. guy. Hello. It's me. <laughs> I'm a fun guy. <laughs> you know, but so I try it. I try it just and it still. And I'm, I'm trying to have an open mind about this stuff. But I do not like what I do not like. Yep. Right. And I just yeah. want to eat what I want to eat. Can can the people that were with you tell that you're not enjoying it, Matt? Or do you kind of like hide mm. your disdain for this food? I hide it pretty good, I think. I, you know, I've been doing it for 41 years sure. now, so I've, I've got <laughs> yeah. some, I've got some experience you got doing some tricks. it. You know, and Sarah's yeah. nice enough to play along. She knows I just don't like eating salad, right? So she plays along, and she doesn't. She used to kind of nudge me and say, "Well, just try some, right?" And then you know, there's enough of that where she just knows I, I'm just not, I'm not going to enjoy it. Like just stop yeah. trying kind of a thing. Yeah. So I don't know. It was great food. We went to Alma in Minneapolis. Oh yeah. Um, down by the U. It was great food, the stuff that I liked, and great place to go. But <laughs> listen, you know, the stuff so, I, I don't liked, know, but it, so but good. I, stuff I didn't yeah. like, not as good. Not Very good rich. at all. By <laughs> definition. I think the move in that situation, Matt, is you just order a bunch of drinks and you get drunk and then everyone just notices that you're drunk and they don't even notice that you're being an asshole about not yeah. liking the food. Well, half of it was I had to drive home and then I had to come on to this podcast. And oh, so, yeah. you know, Speaking of saying know, someone's disdained, man. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I can't so, finish the salad. I have to drive home. Yeah. yeah, that kind of a thing. And we know how this podcast goes when you get off the rails and you're just hammered to the to all bejesus, right? And so yeah. I didn't want to do that tonight. Yeah, no one's done that on this podcast. Yeah, go back. I, I challenge anybody to go back and find an episode where Matt got too drunk. Like, like okay, he doesn't talk that very much. Yeah. Um, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Everything's going great. Rolling going. As you guys know, I took another trip. I was in Scottsdale last week, so I had to share one or two quick memories of my time at the airport, if that's okay. Oh, oh. I wonder if we have a song. That could... I, this oh. is right next to it. I picked the wrong one. Fuck. Okay, my bad. So good. I hope you had a flight of wine in Scottsdale. Because I got a perfect song for that. Tell us about the trip you're on. We're going to hear about your flight tonight. Russell, tell us about your flight the other night. First thing I notice, I get on the flight. I'm headed to Phoenix. And I get on the flight. And I'm walking to the back. And I immediately think of Rob and his family. Because I see in the first six or eight seats, the, the first class seats, out of the eight first class seats, four of them are taken up by kids under the age of eight. Yes. Like kids that are barely even taking <laughs> yeah. up a third of the seat. They've yeah. got like their legs spread out completely in front of them, like 
you know, feet in front of the chair ahead of them. And I was like, this is the biggest waste in the history of flights <laughs> that these kids have like the biggest chairs. They've got access to like all the drink food and drink service. And literally it's just a kid taking up a third of the seat, yeah. watching a movie on their iPad. I can't stand it. It's bullshit. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? I don't know, man. I think it's, they're learning the lesson really early on that if the, if the, the, the dollars talk, if you can pay for it, you end up with a better experience. It's, uh, it's, it's, the, gold, America, it's the golden man. rule. It's the golden rule, Rosie. He who has the gold rules. And yeah. so you get to sit in the front, front of the plane. Well, there's two things, right? Like if you're the parents, you, I mean, what are you going to do? If you're going to fly first class, I mean, your kids got to fly first class, right? I mean, you can't stick them in the back, depending on how old they are. Yeah. If they're, if they're kind of in that tweener age, maybe, but I don't know. So was it a waste? Probably. Right. But like, if you've got the cash, Russell, I mean, why not baller? It kind of creates like a sense of entitlement too. It's like taking your kid and sitting on the floor at an NBA game, right? Like your kids yeah. can have just as much fun yeah. sitting in the upper deck at a basketball game. Right. And then how can they ever go away from that? They're always going to, they're going to need that or else they're going to always feel yep. like they're, they're less than because they don't have the same privilege they had before. Right. But are they going to have as much fun in the upper deck? I mean, I've been in both. I've never <laughs> been on the floor, but I've been in the lower deck like twice. And it's way better than they, those tickets they we had in know. section 224 they don't back know in Rosie, growing up, I thought sitting in the back of a station wagon, looking out the back at cars speeding at me in excess of 60 miles an hour. I thought Man, that was the height of living. That's and it true. turned out that's that was just me being a human crash test dummy back yeah. there. Like the most dangerous place. That's totally insane that we did And I was that. like, this is fun. And then my dad would slam on the brakes and I'd get squished by all the luggage. And I'd be like, yippee. Like <laughs> looking back, I was like, that was insanely dangerous. I should not be That's doing that. Wild. Yeah, I did the same. That's crazy. No spoiled kids. And, and Russell, I think you can, you can fart as you walk by those kids on the plane. That's what I would do. <laughs> so I fly, to, I fly to Arizona. I do my business. I come back. And then I had a different experience oh, on the yeah. flight back. I was going to see what you thought of this. So this one, I had changed my flight and I, I'm realizing now, when you change your flight to a different day, you're almost certainly going to end up in a middle seat. You're never going to get to pick your, right. your seat you want, right? Because you get the last choice of it. So I get, a, I get a middle seat, and I'm walking back to the seat, and I realize right to the left, so I'm in the middle on the one side, there's a person on the aisle, and then right next to our aisle is the bathroom. We've got like the middle bathroom. Yeah. So then we've got people standing over us the whole time. But an interesting thing, so I go to my middle seat, it's this guy wearing a cowboy hat. He gets up out of the aisle. And I look and the armrest between our seats is up. So he has no. taken the armrest and put it up. Oh, so no. I sit down and then I have to make the decision. Do I just leave the armrest up and have a little bit more room, but potentially sit like, like where we're going to be touching each other? Or do I put the armrest down and have less room, but kind of guarantee there's going to be no physical contact? What would the move be? You oh, you have to put it down. You just, you no, you lean right on that guy. You just see what no. happens. He's like, oh, <laughs> he put it up to be a nice guy. Stuff? He's Let's, a cowboy. He's put it up, up to be a nice guy. I'm just going to yeah, tell you, none of you guys have been a big fat guy on a plane before. Just by your arrogance that you think you people wouldn't mind. Because I can tell you what happens if you're a big fat guy on a plane. You're going to sit down. You're going to put your arm slightly where your arm goes. And it's a little bit in their territory, especially if the armrest isn't down. And they're going to take a picture of it and put it all over Twitter and be like, look at this fat slob. Take it up. That's my number one fear in life is that it's going to be my arm on an airplane picture. Like I fell asleep and this person's arm is in my space. Like you have to put down the rest just so everybody knows what's what. It looks rude, but you got to do it. I kept it up. I, oh kept, my the, yes. I kept the arm on a up. date. Yes. I, I put my arms like in the middle of my chest and yep. like straight ahead. I did not move my hand. Like I just sat very straight forward the whole time. Yes. And another key was I had oh, checked the bag. The plane. And so because I checked my bag, I, I could put my backpack up above. 
which meant I had more foot room below and it was much easier to like just stay very straight. But wow. I sat with the, the armrest up the whole time. We barely ever made elbow contact. And I got to say, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. There was oh, a little no. bit more room. Yes. I like you're barebacking it. your airplane rides. You're raw dogging <laughs> yes. on the airplane now. Yes. Oh my God. You're not even a safe passenger. No protection. <laughs> that is crazy. That's ah. never going to talk to me again. Look at his face. Can you, I mean, can you imagine you're sitting next to somebody and they put up the armrest in between you? I'd be like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. We, we are, we do not have that relationship with the armrest. I, I, I've got another question though. Yeah. A little bit unrelated. Oh. Did anybody have to check their bag because there wasn't any room in the overhead because you put yeah. your backpack up there? No, you know what? So, Matt, if I'm not putting a bag up above, I try to be the last person on the plane. Gotcha. Okay. So if I'm only bringing a backpack on, I'm one of the final five people I to walk you. on. All right. And so I'm only going to put it in a spot where there's a little sliver of a spot and I know nobody else needs it. So, yeah. So my latest thing is that you get on these flights, right? And somebody's got their their bag they're pulling along. Yeah. And then they've got their backpack and then they've got their jacket yeah. and maybe like a hat or something. And then right? they have a name tag on that says Rob's wife. And they're also carrying <laughs> extraordinarily hot coffee so they can't help with the kids in any way. Right. And then, yeah, then the thing's rolling weird and they're trying to get their earphones out and everything, right? Instead mm, of yes. just doing But they familiar. put everything up top. A giant Everything. Book. And they don't wait... You know, like Russell, you're waiting. I appreciate that. That's a good, that's a gentleman move on your part. And then the everything up there. Keep that armrest. Keep that armrest. Just yeah, to give him a little nudge. Oh I'm my so God. scared to ever travel. I'm so glad that the times I've traveled with you guys, I've just met you somewhere. Like, I'm so terrified <laughs> if Matt would ever see my airport behavior. <laughs> I mean, rubbing arms with a stranger next to me, I'd rather they open the door and I'm taking a shit in the bathroom than me rubbing my elbow with somebody else's elbow for hours out of flight. I can't believe he didn't put it back down, though. So, he, I mean, like, he had it, it was, he didn't put it up when I got there. It was already up. And okay. so I just kind of slid into the seat and then had to make the decision do I put it back down or just leave it where it is? And I just left it savage i feel like this is like you guys touching toes under the toilet stall like there's some <laughs> sign like if you sit next to somebody and the thing is up that's like a pineapple like they are ready to swing yeah. they are it's, ready to get down it's, it's crazy. like wiping your cheesy fingers on another man's socks on a plane right <laughs> <laughs> you wipe by your own sock not someone else i mean yeah if you like if you sit down and he lifts like if, if the if the armrest is down before you sit down and you sit down and then he lifts it up like then you have no choice but to like hold hands with them. Like then you're like, oh, well, this yeah. guy like clearly needs to like be closer to me, and like, yeah. well, we'll just you know, like, I'm not going to catch an STD there, from there was holding no hands. We'll just do that. I just left it up. I didn't lift it. It was already up, and I left it. Man, I like the, it man. That's just like lifting it up, though. I think that's you think so? Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I don't think it's the same at all. It feels a little know. more consensual when you left it up. Like when he gave you the option, you're like, okay, I will rub elbows with you for two hours. Out of no, flight. Like, I think it's different. It'd be like if I sat down and his, his zipper on his pants was down and I just ignored it versus <laughs> if I went and unzipped his pants, it's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. If his pants are unzipped and you don't say anything, that's like the armrest being up. Yeah. You putting the armrest up is like you unzipping the pants. But you're right. It is similar. It's a similar thing where you're like, well, the guy's got the pants unzipped. Hmm. Well, we better Let's move see. it along before I tell you about the rest of this flight. Then we better get to the album. Oh, I just can imagine that you, this, here's this guy. He's rubbing elbows with you. Everybody's staring at you while they are trying to think about not going to the bathroom. And here's Russell taking picture after picture of Jessica Rabbit on the uh, on the screen in front of him. It's so great. I just love it. All right. Let's get into the album. It's time for nobody's favorite part of the show. Let's talk about I the just album. Music podcast. Oh, yeah. 
just barebacking it, Russell. I can't believe you do that. Out of, I really like that. Really does blow my mind. I had sleeves on. We there was no skin touching. It was just like it was like long sleeve shirt versus long sleeve shirt. Oh. Ooh, kind of formal. Your, your arm got a little warm though, didn't it? Just pressed up <laughs> yeah. against his like that. You got a little body heat transfer there. Yeah. I, we, we both had our fans on high. I had yeah. my fan on high. He had his fan on high. It was all good. Yep. Did you guys split and, like ear pods too and watch the same movie? <laughs> I don't even take think I left, do that with I'll my wife. Right. I don't think the wife, my wife and I have the armrest up. Like we're armrest really? down. Oh man, that's like that's marvelous. I love sitting next to my wife with the armrest up. Like it's so nice. Like uh-huh. it's like. It's just like two hours of just like sitting close, hanging out. So, Aaron, next time you're on a plane, I challenge you to put the armrest up next to whoever you're sitting by. I think all, you know what? Well, everybody I'm else in your way. this podcast from jail if he does. That. Everybody Don't out do there, that. let's let's do this. Next time anybody listening or any of us are on a plane, when we sit down, let's put the armrest up with the person we're sitting next to if it's a stranger, and let's just see what they do, right? Because I think that would be an interesting experiment. You put the armrest up, and it's like, hey, you down or what? Like, see see what happens. <laughs> And even better if they're not there yet, keep the armrest up and see what they do, and then kind of give them a look of like. I'd absolutely do the Minnesota. Oh, 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 excuse me. Oh, you know, and put that thing down. Oh, geez, let's just put this down here and move on. I mean, it is really like it's. It's like how I imagine an orgy starts. Like you start by saying like, "Oh, do you care if this armrest is here?" And then the next thing you're like, pretty soon row 14 and swapping with row 12. Yeah. Yeah. Row, row 13. It's like, I'm going to lift up the 19. mattress. You get in between that and the box springs. I Just mean, this think is like, though, you know, if, if this were to trend the right way and there would be no, uh, no right armrest way. in the middle, the middle seat would all of a sudden become the best seat on the airplane. Cause you would have so much more room. You yeah. no two people. And you, you just had to deal with people. like elbow touching once in a while. It would be right. the best. You know what it's like? It's like what my wife did. Okay. So th- this is a lot of Rob's wife's stories, but when she <laughs> goes in, sometimes she goes in and she normally uh, gets an hour and a half massage, right? She thinks any massage under 90 minutes is not even worth your time. To sit there. Oh. Like I've been with her for two hour massages before a two hour massage. You have to lie down and get massage for two hours, but sometimes she simply doesn't have 90 minutes. She's too busy. So she has on multiple occasion purchased a four-handed massage, which is what I think sitting in the middle seat and putting up both armrests. That's what it's like. Two people rubbing you at the same time on a massage to save time. I'm like, that's commitment to massage, right? Yeah. Are you sure it's to save time? Yes, it's to save time. What else would it be? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I never, never had a four-handed massage. So I'm just asking. Yeah. Neither have I. She was like, oh yeah, I just purchased a four-handed massage. I was like, what? I think, wait, you can just, you can just pick anybody to massage you. Like, yeah, why not 10 hands? Let's and then go. what's the limit? This is like the, this is like the, the razor question. Like if four hands is like, why, why not a five-hand massage? Why not a six-hand massage? Like yeah. where do you stop? Pretty soon Russell's walking up and down the airplane, rubbing his arms and everybody's arms in the whole plane. He's getting Forehand it together. Massage, more like a backhand massage in tennis, Rob, right? A backhand massage. Forehand, backhand. Oh, God. I almost, I was like, what the hell is he hey, talking about? smelly bells. Is that a smelly bells? <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, that's, that's getting close. That's getting close. It's so <laughs> antithetical, though. The problem is I thought this would be a good bit, but then the bells are so slow. You're like, you know, it kind of kills the mood no matter what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, there's these AC, bells. AC. These bells bum you out, right? Like you couldn't be like, "Happy birthday!" Like, oh, hmm. no, <laughs> not really. Listen, the first thing I want to say is that according to Wikipedia, okay, in Australia, people pronounce this band Akadaka. Oh, what? that can't be true, that. right? That's got to be made up. Do they? There are. There's an Australian band. Do they really pronounce ACDC Akadaka? I don't. I mean. Do we, well, this is, this is the test. If you're listening, 
If you're listening in Australia, please text the Beck yes. line. Please. Hashtag Akadaka. 802-277-BECK. Okay, we'd love it heaps if you did that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking to see on the Wikipedia who edited it, and it's raw going to give it to you. So I don't know. This doesn't make any... <laughs> so listen, uh, ACDC releases... They, they, they find this producer, Mutt Lang, right? They release Highway for Hell. Okay, Highway to Hell, the album before this. And basically, this is what causes ACDC to absolutely blow up. Unfortunately, right after that, the lead singer from that album, Bon Scott, died of alcohol poisoning, or as the uh, coroner called it, death by misadventure. A great way to Ooh. die. That kicks ass. That <laughs> yes. is way better than, you know. Yeah, death by misadventure. That's great. Yeah. Died Ooh. on toilet eating bagel. Like, that's, that's not a misadventure. Like, that's, not, that's not a misadventure. That's died as planned if you're, if you're doing it right. <laughs> Died by rubbing his arms with somebody else's on the on the yes. airplane. Understood the assignment. So they go and they get this drummer named Brian Johnson, who had done a little work with him before. And at the time, like replacing Bon Scott, I I you would almost be impossible, right? Like if you're like, oh, you need to get a new singer for ACDC, you'd be like, well, we can't do it. There's nobody who can sing like this. And this whole album is basically a uh, it's a, it's an obituary to Bon Scott. Uh, all the songs about it, back in black, all this kind of giving uh, uh, funeral vibes. Right. And at the same time, you know, saying things like giving the dog a bone. And they were like, well, that was actually also a tribute to Bon Scott. And I was like, that's the kind of tribute I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, wow, this guy was a huge perv. Hats off, you know. Let me put my love into you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Um, and, and basically, like, this is at a time where heavy metal is kind of making this turn, right? We have... It's, it's obviously this is like a hyper masculine type sound, but heavy metal at the time was starting to go longer guitar solos, like more experimental bands. You know, you have, you have people kind of going like in the direction of rush. And then you have ACDC who was, was like, listen, we love the blues. And if you listen to their earlier album, there's lots and lots of blues. Instead, we're going to go more in the direction of punk with, with this hard metal rock basically. And so a lot of these songs, they're short. They've got like three chords. They've got these insane hooks Got hooks. Yeah. And from this album, I mean, you can hear Motorhead come out of this. You can hear Van Halen come out of this. You can hear Ozzy Osbourne come out of this. And I think the biggest band you can hear come out of this is like a Metallica type, right? Where it's metal. That's not, um, I don't know. They're not, they're not trying to do anything, but just be like, this album's going to fucking rock your brains out. And that's the For way me, it is. I, would, I mean, I guess, yeah, the only, I would, the only argument I would make is I hear a lot of guns and roses in, uh, as yeah. a, as a, uh, decedent of this sound because of the poppy, the poppy stuff. And that's the Mutt Lang thing to me. He was like, no, we're going to make pop songs. Like there's going to yeah. be a chorus. It's going to sound perfect. You know, this ends up being the second best selling album of all time. Right. Uh, number one, of course, we've already done with thriller ACDC. Then it's Whitney Houston. Then you guys, there we go. You want to guess who number four is? I'll give you Meatloaf, a isn't He's it? called in. Yeah, it's Meatloaf. <laughs> and this also caused ACDC to be, they are the ninth best-selling band of all time. Imagine fucking putting on this album in 1980, right? Yeah. And like you said, they still use this album. Motorhead checks their sound system with it. Studios in Nashville use this to check their sound acoustics. We've got, back in black, we've got Hell's Bells to open this album. And after I've spent all the time criticizing the bells, there they are, <laughs> <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> But this beginning, I got to say, this might be the highest hits to not hit ratio of any album we've done. It's you think so? I know almost all these songs. Like, 
I felt the same. But is it because you spent time in weight rooms, though? Like, I this is an all-time classic high school weight room album. Oh, totally. It is full of commercial hits. Yes. The whole time, the whole time when I was listening to this, I was thinking, how does this compare to Appetite for Destruction? Yeah, I felt really? like those were the two closest albums for this that. type of music, kind of that hard rock, metal, 80s. So my, my ultimate ranking on this is going to come down to which one I like more between those two. That's the way I listen to the whole album. Ooh, I like it, Russell. I was I feel very much the same. It sounds like Guns N' Roses to me. Like they're to me, they're very closely related. There, there was a lot of, and so I know there's a lot of like sexual, very just direct stuff, huh? and then double entendre. But there's a lot of great lines in this, double right? Like, entendre. if you're into yeah. evil, you're a friend of mine. Because if good's on the left, then I'm sticking to the right. There's a lot of great lines that aren't necessarily like the sexually explicit ones, aren't there? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, there's some, there's some definitely cool writing on here. I, I love that. Like this one, for example, "Shoot to Thrill." I also think though, like they get interviewed about these songs, and they're like, "Yeah, it's actually a tribute to Bon Scott," and really, it's like. Shoot to thrill. They're like, well, it's actually about housewives and the drug abuse problem. And then the guy, the next point is like, actually, it's about his penis. Just like they're talking about like pumping his gun and shooting it into. It's like, yeah, of course. Listen to this voice. Pretty great two song start to an album. Matt, what do you think of all the songs? There's like five or six hits. Do you think they have the right ones at the beginning? Are you assuming that I listened to this album? Oh, <laughs> we kept texting each other how great this album was. Weren't you inspired to like listen to it? No. I, I got to say, this song, if you look up information about it, every single fucking fact about this song is about Iron Man. Because this song was like in Iron Man 2 and they re-released the video with Iron Man. Oh, I was right. fucking, yeah. I'm fucking sick. Marvel now is taking over ACDC. Like I can't find out any facts about this song. Cause I got literally one of the facts on genius was like in the in the movie, when he says shoot to thrill, Iron Man actually shoots stuff out of his hands. And I was like, are we fucking serious? This is what we're talking about. It's I, Rob, I, stupid. Rob, you can, Rob, you can clip this. Rob's right. When you go to songfacts.com and you look at every ACDC song, almost every fact about it is where, what Iron Man movie it was in or what, yes. what Marvel movie it was in. That's all, the, that's all the info they have about any of these. Marvel Man movies, they really are like condoms. Like I can use Marvel them once. I watch them once and then I never watch them again. Like I have no interest in seeing any of those movies again. I'm not going to watch them over and over. I'm so glad you guys are my co-hosts on this podcast. It's such a good probably, idea. I think you probably could reuse condoms though, right? Like I think if what? you were, oh, I bet no. you could. I'm just, Aaron, you no, could. No, Aaron, no. Just the ultimate cheapo move of like. <laughs> the worst of that would be to explain to, every, to each different woman that, hey, this is pre-used though. Like, it's really awkward. I bought these condoms from these guys who said it was $75 and he said that's a normal price for condoms. So I better reuse it. What do you do for money? Listen to this voice. I have to say, this I always like thought metal. they were saying party. I never knew they were singing about money, honey. I always thought it was party something. <laughs> it sounds like a party song. It sounds like Rat or White Snake or one of those, which I guess would have come after this. Yeah, probably each one. Like you could, you could draw a line from each one of these songs to something that came after it. I read this song was about like what women will do for money or gold diggers. I'm curious, did you guys ever date a gold digger back in the day? I would have killed the data gold digger. Oh my <laughs> yes. God. I would have been so happy Yes, to have somebody be like, Oh, I think you're super attractive. I'd be like, fuck this. what do you want me to buy you? I'll buy you whatever you want. You want $75 nail polish? I'll buy it for you. No big deal. It'd be great. Wouldn't it just, all you have to do is make a ton of money. And so yeah. 
Just, just, just perfect. I just, you know, I was playing this song around the house and everybody in the house was like, this album fucking rocks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody was saying that last week for Dusty Springfield. This one, everybody's like, oh, this, I hit after hit after hit. It's so good. Now, this is one of the more subtle sounds, subtle songs on this album. So see if you can tell what this is about. This is called Given the Dog a Bone. I mean, it could be about anything, right? It could be about anything. I mean, right. Really any, like, any sort of religious experience. Possible. Cleaning your kitchen or something. Yeah, I this think. This is the song, to me, uh, many songs in this album, to me, answer the question, what would Led Zeppelin have sounded like with a drummer who was a mortal human? Like, they, it, there's so much of this sounds to me, like, just lifted. And I, I don't, I should have looked this up. I don't actually know the drummer's name uh, for ACDC. I think he does an admirable job rocking hard and playing, you know, strong backbeats. Is it but Bill this Rudd? is like, is that what it is? Bill Rudd, I think. Yeah. This is what happens if you'd like, if you take Led Zeppelin and you take Bonham out of the, out of the picture and you get just straightforward, like take, take away any of the complexity. And I think it's fine. It sounds great. I think this is early Zeppelin, right? Cause Zeppelin did what I'm talking about where they're like, they do what all white guys do when they get older. And they're like, you know what fucking rocks the blues. <laughs> and they're always like, Rich white guys, for example, they love doing blue stuff because it's just easy yeah. to play. It's easy, and but you can never get it right. And that's what Zeppelin did, right? They got more and more experimental, whereas it's like, this is just like, okay, there's no like, what if this was about elves? It's like, okay, I'm going to write a song where the lyrics are, she's blowing me crazy till my ammunition is dry. You know what I mean? Like, I'm cutting her cake with my knife. Like, it, that's <laughs> that's rock and roll right there, right? Like, that's... You gotta. I mean, love if it. it's if it's store bought cake, yes, that is rock and roll. <laughs> store bought cake, yes. Make made home cake, not not rock. And I bet I think about you with. telling Suzanne that you don't like homemade cake after she <laughs> talked about making a homemade cake. I bet I think about that once a week, and I laugh every time I think about it because it just encapsulates Russell so perfectly. Oh, I made this homemade cake. I hate homemade cake. So good. <laughs> uh, let me put my love into you. Who's singing backup on this one? I think it's Brian Johnson. Oh, I don't okay. know. Who else could you get to <laughs> sing with himself? What if Rob told you what he thinks the three dirtiest bands of all time are? Oh, oh you oh, The three dirtiest bands. I've got the three it. dirtiest bands oh, ever with examples of what makes them so dirty. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't put any rap on this. I didn't put any, nothing like that. I chose to not pick Motley Crue, okay? Because I didn't want to think about Tommy Lee's dong any more than I already do, which is almost all the time, <laughs> which is what I picture it looks like. Like when you see the video of Tommy Lee's dong, it looks like somebody's arm next to you at the armrest. That's, he puts it on a boat wheel and it's about the size of a boat wheel. Think of a boat wheel that you steer a boat with. That's how big it was. Mine is like the ignition switch of the boat. Like you have to push in the green switch. You have to push in to turn the boat on. That's what mine looks like. It bends around the circle of that wheel where most of ours end. I mean, mine's just a mizzen mast and that's for my sailor heads out there. Uh, And I also chose not to do Ted Nugent because he's an asshole. And then I didn't pick Prince because we've already (laughs) talked about how Prince is so sexy, but I don't think he's horny. I think Prince is horny, but he's, and he's, but he's not dirty. If Prince said that to my wife, I'd be like, 
That's so, that's pretty hot what Prince just said. Erotic. If these bands said this to my wife, I'd be like, we need to leave because I'm never going to fight anybody. I'm too scared. I'd be like, okay, actually this is fine right now, but I'm pretty, I'm going to talk about it later. How mad I am. Listen, coming in at number three for the dirtiest bands of all time, Texas rock classics, ZZ Top. Oh, with a, ZZ Top. with a song that takes a word that shouldn't be dirty at all and makes it incredibly dirty. This is Tush. Tush. It's a song about how much they love asses. Yeah. And they rhyme it with much. What? Yeah. Uh, you know, Ghostface and Missy Elliott also recorded a song called Tush, but they rhyme Tush with Bush. So, yeah, see, they, that's, they went. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they're so horny because they're like, I'm not asking for much. I'm just looking for some Tush. Just so great. Some tush. Did you guys ever think of ZZ Top as a dirty band before? Oh. I didn't. Oh, well, okay. So I got to admit, Tush. Uh, well, I was honestly, I thought they were saying touch, which I thought like was yeah, dirty, but I, yeah, I never knew it was no, tush. But it's tush. It's even worse. Like, it, it, like, okay. If you were somebody and they're like, yeah, spank my tush. I'd be like, oh, I don't, this, I don't like this at all. Like, well, this is okay, but <laughs> I'll do it, but I don't like it. It's under protest. <laughs> Spanking your hot tush. Like you would never type tush into Bing, right? You'd get arrested <laughs> immediately. So we would just come over and arrest you and everybody would be like, yes, they should be arrested. Listen, we've got ZZ Top. This is a song, Russell. It's a little subtle. See if you can pick up on it. The lyrics go, she was getting bombed and I was getting blown away. That's not jewelry she was talking about. It really don't cost that much. Guys, hear it. It's Pearl Necklace by ZZ Top. Oh, oh this is a great okay. song. <laughs> it's so oh, good. Kind of new agey. Kind of the Dire Straits guitar sound. Yeah. A pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want a yeah. pearl necklace. Like, what is the age where you realized this song was dirty? Like, for me, it would have been like 20. Yeah, probably 20. Late, like late 20s. Yeah. Late 20s. <laughs> 12 and a half. 13. <laughs> and we can see this was a, would you say this was a seminal track for you, Rob? It's, <laughs> every time this song comes on, I laugh about it. And then I didn't even play you ZZ Top's Tube Snake Boogie. I'm not even going to bother with Tube Snake Boogie. But ZZ Top is my number three dirtiest number, band of oh, all time. It gets dirtier than this? I'm Number excited. two. No, unlike some popular podcasts, I'm counting down from and going to getting to the best at the end. Number two, we've got Aerosmith, Walk This Way, which tell me if you know the lyrics that he says here. Tell me if you know what it is. Let's hear it. I need the cover. Right here. But Aerosmith yeah. is such a horny band. It's crazy. They even have a song. Have you ever heard this one, Russell? You might like this. It's called Big Ten Inch. I, no, I have not heard that from anyone, Rob, unfortunately. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh, wow. David Lee Roth thing here. It's it's a song about how he whips out his big 10-inch record of the band that plays the blues and she goes nuts for it. And it oh. turns out this is a cover of a song from 1952 by a guy named Ooh. Bull Moose Jackson, Big oh, Ten Inch. This is great. Record of the band, yes. Uh, I just bought a I just bought a ten inch record. I got a I got a Sam Cooke and the Soulsters record store day special. That's it. It's my first ten inch. I have it here at home. So I, can, I, keep, I keep 
I keep sending money into this website to hope to get that 10 inch and nothing's working. They keep sending me these pills. Yeah. These taste nothing's a lot like working. sugar. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great thing that dick pills is still a thing online and people are like, that's eh, worth the risk. I might get a slightly bigger penis. Like, well, how do they think that's going to happen? Like no other part of your body would be like, I'm going to send you a pill and you're going to get bigger hands. You'd be like, well, that's insane. <laughs> They're like, well, your penis might be a little bit bigger. And you're like, soul. I'll, I'll send you all the money I have. Please help me. So all who I think is, about. Who was, the, who was the last one, Rob? Who's the dirtiest band of the all time? The dirtiest band of all time. 1000%. It's still ACDC. I mean, oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. This is great. What, is what album is this on? Is this free back and black? Or this is post. It is Bon Scott, right? Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's such a, that song made me laugh my ass off when I was younger all the time. God, that was such a good list. You, got, you gotta have some level of equity built up to make that song, Rick. Like that can't be yes. the opener on your, your first studio album. Yeah, probably the record label is not gonna give you your deal. Hey, we got this song called big balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, 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 what one of the lines in that is, they're such dirty big balls. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah, not like, even a double entendre. Just like that, wash them. Just wash your balls, man. <laughs> what were we talking about earlier? Why do these smell like ranch? Uh, all right. Now we get to side B of the album. Listen to this. You flip over the album. You're at I mean, home. This- 1980. You're Jesus. listening to it the first time. Yeah. I've never listened to this and not felt like oh, a total ah, badass. That's an opening song. Right? Every time this comes on. This was what I was wondering if Matt thought this should, the titular track should be the opener. The back and black should go right off the bat. This wasn't even the first single. This is the third single off this album. Holy shit. That's insane, right? I mean, it's such a fucking good song. Tribute to Bon Scott. So good. There are some fun, there are some fun guitar solos on this album, right? We haven't talked much about the guitar, but there are some, there's some great. Yeah, Angus Ripson, doesn't doesn't he? Yeah, Angus can, can ball out. If you ever get a chance, I highly recommend you listen to a live ACDC like video or whatever and just watch a live guitar solo. They extend it, but he's so, so talented. He's so I like, good. To, I I like to imagine the person who doesn't have a chance to listen to a live ACDC video. Like, you know what? I, I like the, like I would so love busy. to meet the person out there who's like, I just don't have a chance. I, I would love to listen to it. I didn't have a chance. <laughs> Actually, the only, the only thing on this song that wasn't about Iron Man on songfacts.com <laughs> It said, this is a very popular song at strip clubs, or so we're told. The lyrics and groove go very well with pole dancing. That's what, what? I learned about this song. It goes very well with pole dancing. No. I this song? Let me, let me think about this. Oh, actually, are we on Shoot Me All Night Long or Back, back, back in black? black? I'm in it on the next one. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Russell, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to edit that after this so you sound really smart. Okay. <laughs> uh, you shook me all night long. This one. This was the one that Songfax thinks is a great strip club song. I could see that. Like, you're, you're coming out to the pole. You're sliding down from the ceiling because you've been hiding the air conditioning ducts. Machine. Oh, yeah. Totally. And I could see Aaron I mean, this is like a, this is a, a wedding reception. Oh. You know, barn burner. Like, that, that first guitar chord hits and everyone is going to this go nuts. This got me cooking at seventh grade dances. You yes, know what I mean? Like, right? they play this song. It's a 12-year-old song, and we'd still be like, yeah, you shook me all night long. We'd be like yelling at you. I think this was a Russell 
wedding guitar solo off the dance floor song. Oh, this is he, definitely, you're, oh, you're clicking yes, the heel yeah. as you hop across the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, he's doing the Angus Young across the dance floor. I'm like, yeah, Russell's really dancing out here. <laughs> then he's at the table. I was like, oh my God, he just pulled the magic trick. He ended up back in the city, <laughs> back at the table. The one thing, I, this is what really makes us old. I heard the lyrics. She was a fast machine. She kept her motor clean. And I started just thinking about when's the last time I got an oil change for my car. Like, do you guys always do oil changes at 3,000 miles or do you push it? Because if they say it's 3,000 miles, you probably only need to do it like every 6,000, yeah, right? Push it. I think the I military just, I mean, does I it every just, six. I just had a dentist office uh, experience at the oil change. We're going to have to this out, but went for an oil change. Ended up with four new tires. That was like, oh, you're going to get your oil changed? Oh, turns out you need new tires. Bait and so, switch. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. I went in for an oil change and I bought $75 worth of nail polish, which <laughs> it turns out is not that much. Matt, are you an every 3,000 miles guy or not? I try to keep it. No, I mean, more probably more like 5,000, just depending on what it is and what time it is, what time of year and all that stuff. So no, I, I think it helps your car, Russell. And I do have another <laughs> friend or two. That, you know, couldn't tell you where their uh, oil cap is to even check it and stuff like that. And, you know, didn't know that you should change an oil. I'm talking about Mike from Edina, who's one of my good buddies, <clears throat> who literally he had a car and ran it for 80,000 miles and hadn't got the oil changed. Ooh, so I think baller. they're good. I mean, it'll run. Did, did he ever probably, drive by like an oil miles? change oh, shop? Fantastic. Like a shop oh, that's oil change? And he was like. Yeah. God damn, I wonder what that place is. Like, I <laughs> can't imagine. What is yeah, that place? Just, like I already got oil in here. Why would I need yeah. to change it? Like it seems right. fine, right? Exactly. It's, yeah, I mean, did, didn't go. he ever like think like, why are all these cars constantly in this oil change place? <laughs> I see ads on TV all the time. Literally one of the greatest advertisers on TV is like, where are you going to get your oil change? Uh, that song got all the way up to 35. This is the highest charting song on this album. Only it got up 35? to 35. Their highest song ever that I've heard of is Thunderstruck, which it got up to 13. Their highest charting song ever for ACDC is a song called Heat Seeker. Interesting. I did not download Heat Seeker for you to listen to because I played it for myself. It's so bad. It's from like 1992. It's so bad. I'm not going to play it. And you're not going to hear it in the background. If you want to hear Heat Seeker, go find it yourself. It's a it, terrible it song. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they wouldn't have more hits higher up on the charts when it's the number two selling album ever. Isn't and that that's it, what's it's wild a really job, does it? I never in my life until this week pressed play myself on this album. Never on any, never bought right. a CD. No, never streamed oh, it over anything, I've, but I've I know this, every yeah. song on here. Yeah, Matt. totally. I was going to say, I've listened to this album so many times. I mean, again, the, the weight high school weight room thing. Yeah. Listen to it so many times. Had the pleasure of going to see ACDC with Lars from, uh, where was he? Metallica. Metallica. From Decorah. Metallica. Lars from Decorah. Metallica. John. <laughs> John from uh, Rice Lake and Steve from uh, that Steve from That's South Central. Steve. We were in Germany and we we were sitting in Bonn, Germany, and we saw that James there was Bond. an ACDC concert in yes. Munich, Germany, and and we went there and Lars fell asleep. At the, we were we were that. I mean, what? we were just hinted that we were at the back of the of the of the arena, but saw him live. Saw Angus do the whole strut down the thing there, an unbelievably great live band. Okay, and I think that all of this stuff. Again, you hear about this from a lot of these albums, right? Like they're not, they, nothing takes off like right away. They're, they're ahead of their game. They're ahead of what they're doing, you know, but night by 1988, 1990, yeah. 1992, like these are legends in the yeah. making. Right. And so yeah. 
it's all because they laid this stuff down, you know, but kind of before it was popular. But let me so, ask you, have, have you yeah. ever sat down and said, oh, I'm going to listen to ACDC right now. I'm just going to put it on while I walk around the house. I've never once done no. that, but no. I, but it's on every weight room mix I have, right? Like it's yeah, on every, every song one. in this album. Yeah, totally. And I've never listened to it on purpose. It's just, it's ubiquitous. And, and, and when you listen to this album, you're like, oh, this album is bangers like it's yes. like listening yeah. to this for the first time would blow your mind i mean but it's a it's a time and place thing right like if yeah. you're gonna have if you need to if you need to turn up the energy energy you need to rev yeah. it up you know that's when you play this out well i, I right? guarantee if i said to you oh here's the kid in high school who introduced you to acdc we're all picturing the same kid we all went to different high schools but it's all that same kid of like he was like a fucking wrestler and he was a nutcase like he did crazy stuff all the time he's like dude you gotta drove, fuck out this acdc kind of a weird yeah kind of a weird that kid was also that kid was also friends with the kid wearing the nwo shirt yeah. they were the two kids <laughs> together right one wore the acdc shirt yes. one wore the oh. nwo it fits it fits next up have a drink on me you can hear a little bit more of the blues influence on this one yeah right from the jump oh there we go i had to hear that I mean, I, this is such a incredible tongue-in-cheek, ironic move. Guy dies of alcohol poisoning, and no, you no, make him a song. by misadventure. Misadventure. Guy dies by misadventure. Misadventure. I mean, this is like an over-the-top tribute to Bon Scott. Whiskey, gin, and brandy with a glass. I'm pretty handy. I'm trying to walk a straight line on sour mash and cheap wine. You guys, Uh-oh. I have to say, I Sour went to the mash. book. Booze and Vinyl made a yes. recommendation for a drink on this. Yes. But I have a bit of a complaint for the authors. Can I share that complaint? Please, please, please complain all no you want. I got to hear it. Wine and so Sour there's, Mash there's two, there's, two, there's two suggestions. The first side is a drink called the Hell's Bells. But I could not drink this. I was like, I, I could see how someone would die of poisoning from this. It's one ounce of tequila and one ounce of black Sambuca. I was oh, not God. drinking a hell's bells. I said no way. And it's That's it's rough. terrible because we know you have that battle of black sambuca back there. I mean, we can see it. <laughs> yeah, right. But so here's what they recommended on side B. And I was like, if I do this, my death by misadventure will occur tonight. So I can't do it. They don't recommend a drink to prepare for ACDC. Open up your own wet bar. Put out a bottle or two of each liqueur along with a couple boxed wines. They recommend whiskey, gin, brandy, oh, white no. lightning, which many of you guys know as moonshine, yep. and a bottle of tequila and cheap wine. What the hell are they trying to do to people here? Yeah, they're trying to I'm kill trying people. to make one cocktail. They're like, yeah. they want me to put out a whole bar? <laughs> <laughs> that seems kind of cheap, box too, if it's a cocktail like book. It's a yeah. cocktail book, and they're I mean, like, we'll you, just break out a bunch of stuff. It's like, I don't need a book to tell me that. Like, go fuck you yourself. You get the feeling these guys weren't picky about what Well, Russell, drinking. that's terrible that you don't have a drink ready for tonight. No, it's bogus. <laughs> oh, you don't? I thought this was leading up to like, now you're going to unveil the drink that you came up with that like starts I mean, with an A and a D or something. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of embarrassing to me end of the podcast if instead of drinking tequila and black Sambuca, I told you that I'm drinking tropical prunt Trulies, right? <laughs> Every time you drink one, I'm just going to hit one of these. <laughs> We're Fruit celebrating punch. the life of Bon Scott by drinking Trulies. Fruit punch. Fruit punch. I don't think, I don't think Bon Scott would have turned down a Truly. Oh my God. It sounds like he was not, he wouldn't have been. Trulies are so good. God, I, I wish, the, I wish I was an underage drinker these days. It'd I be so the problem, easy. the problem with the book though is it tells you they always tell you when to spin it. Like remember, if it was Carol King, you were supposed to spin it on like a cold winter day with your cats, yeah, and all these things. This one it tells you to spin it at a total rager. I don't know when the last time I've been to a total no, rager to right. even sample these drinks with this album. I no. I don't know if I've ever been to a total rager. To be honest, total no. rager, yeah. I think I'd be scared. Oh, there, there was one time. 
oh, no. Rich, at Richfield. Yes. And we went to this party at this fine young lady's house and it was, she went to Holy Angels. And I was with my my friends that I'd only see sometimes because I was usually playing sports and they were out doing the other things. Oh, and Trouble. they, and she told, she told this group of friends, I don't want any of you Richfield people stealing anything. And that <laughs> was about the worst thing you could no. tell that group of people. And I went, hut, hut, I hid at the yard across the street and just watched the mayhem go. That was about the only rager I've been to. And wait, then, no, wait, wait, Rob, wait, wait, wait. You were at a rager. And you ended up then peeping Tom from across the street to the rager. Peeping Tom the stealing. Yeah, well, because by the so like two hours in, and it's just it's a rager, and she finally says, "I'm calling (laughs) the cops," and I'm not going to stick around to to be caught by the cops. So, but I want to watch the show if I can. (laughs) So. I want to see like, what's going on. You like so. go, you pick up a rake and you're in the lawn next door, like raking. Yeah. They're like, why is that kid raking at 1230 at <laughs> yeah. night? And it's like, oh, yeah. exactly. Hey, what are you doing with my rake? Run away. Yeah. Shake a leg. I thought this was the weakest song on the album. I'm not saying I hated it. I just thought it was the weakest song. And guess the what? I've still heard it. hundred like times. Misty Mountain Hop. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool groove there, isn't it? Oh. It's just it's just bootleg Misty Mountain Hop. It's it's okay. totally without the syncopation, without the complex multi rhythm. Yeah. Polyrhythm. And now for their highest song to ever chart in the UK, it's "Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution." Interesting. This is kind of this is kind of the start to me. That this is as deep as I got in this whole album. This is kind of the start of the grunge albums. A little bit because all grunge albums they either start fast and then go really slow and then end fast, or they start really slow and they end extremely fast and hard and loud at the end. And so I hear a lot of and they a lot of them do that sort of naked, like barely amplified guitar sound, right? To start out, yeah, like oh, it's electric guitar, but it's quiet, and then we're gonna turn it up. Yep. The only other fact I saw about this album on songfacts.com was the opening riff for this song was featured on a series of TV ads for the Applebee's restaurant chain. What? Like that's what their music is being used for is Applebee's ads. I remember those ads. <laughs> that's how sad I am. I know exactly the ads you're talking about. These guys must have owed back taxes somewhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Brian Johnson choked on a riblet. <laughs> that's not death by misadventure. If you choke on a riblet, not death. Remember riblets? I got. I used to go crazy for fucking riblets. They were like, you could eat. I think I just like saying I'll have all the all you can eat riblet platter, please. Like riblet platter is a is a word. Those words have come out of my mouth multiple <laughs> times in a non-ironic way. Is Ted Cook still open in Minneapolis? Ted Cook's 19th hole. They had they did rib tips. That was like they, that was good. Guess stuff what? Rib with tips. The white bread. No thanks. I want riblets. Riblets sound fun. <laughs> I have had discussions where I'm like, are you going to get the riblets? Am I going to get riblets? Are we going to get riblets as a side? <laughs> Well, they have the all you, I mean, they would have all you can eat riblets, right? At Applebee's. I would order the all you can eat riblets and then I would eat all the riblets that I could eat. Now, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. What is a riblet? What is it? I thought the I thought the question was how many riblets can Robbie eat? Was, no, how many riblets could Robbie eat if Robbie wanted to eat riblets? <laughs> what is a riblet? I don't know because like you, you're not getting the long bone. No, right? it's like you're a not little thin, like it's like a chip. Yeah. You're not getting the it, it's like a chip of bone with a little right. bit of meat, and then you'd eat, and it was just slathered in barbecue sauce. Just all you could, you you could. I didn't know barbecue how you ate sauce. it because it was like bone, so you couldn't put a fork in it. You couldn't pick it up, 
and you would be covered in barbecue sauce and you spent most of the time like wiping your face. So it wasn't like a date. I ate so many riblets growing up. I could not tell you what part of an animal riblet is. It could be the knees for all I know. I have no idea what a riblet is. Help me. The smallest part of the rib, I would guess. I, had, I mean, is it? Because some of them were I mean, big. Of course, some of them were like the size of a quarter. <laughs> and I was like, "Are they it's slicing Thomas. ribs up?" It's like whatever they trimmed off of at the real barbecue place. Oh, yeah, Applebee's bought them by the. Of course, you know. Yeah, no, this is not Kobe. <laughs> Doctor Applebee's is not feeding his cows beers and massaging the cows and be like, "You're going to give me the best riblets of anyone." Riblets are the equivalent of like you know hot dogs or whatever. It's just like right. Mm. But he does use real electricity with those electric lemonades. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've ordered, I've accidentally ordered 30,000 cows assholes. What am I going to do with these? Okay, here's the plan. <laughs> we're going to cover them in barbecue sauce Call and we're going to give them the greatest name of all time. And I look at these fat Midwestern kids. They're going to eat thousands of them. <laughs> Just pair with ACDC and we're golden. <laughs> Mom, I love these riblets. <laughs> Son, you're eating riblets. I didn't even tell you, but those are actually riblets. God damn it, Dad. Can you imagine if you Matt was eating riblets, eating riblets and he didn't know it was cow assholes? <laughs> that would throw a fit. <laughs> Rocky Mountain riblets. <laughs> they're good. You did what? They're, they're bigger than I think a rib would be, and there's more like meat on it. And it's really chewy. Like really chewy. It tastes... It, you know, like, have you ever put a balloon, a, like a deflated balloon in your mouth? That's what it feels like. That's my oh, mouth God. feel. But damn, I love these riblets, the barbecue sauce. You remember that skit with uh, Chris Farley when they oh, yeah. surprise him and they're like, sir, do you realize you're drinking 100% black uh, Colombian coffee? And he's like, we, were, we switched out your regular coffee and put some <laughs> Colombian coffee. He's like, you did what? <laughs> and then he just goes into this rage. Yeah. What? Like, you know, kind of, that's what, yeah. that's what, that's what I would do. That's what you would do said, if you found out riblets were cow assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's going to have to buy some riblets. Aaron just left. He gone. He's gone. He's, he's like, I got to get some of these riblets. Okay. Yeah. Somebody voice. If you ate a ton of riblets, call in 802-277 back. I want to hear your riblet story. I, I kind of want some riblets now. Let's get into the rating section. This is where we rate the album. And now it's time yeah. for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. Oh, yeah. So, Aaron, what do you think of this album? Wait, no, I've always said, no, like, I, I love having a penis. I've always said, like, it's... Okay, it's okay, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, so that's Aaron's thoughts. Russell, what do you think of this? Listen... You think this should be number four. That is rolling well-toned. It's perfect at 84. Nothing better. Love it. Did this album get screwed over? Should we have listened to it before some other albums we listened to? You think it got rolling boned. It should have been higher up on the list, which of course would be a lower number, not just on the list, but also on our podcast because we are going from one. And I want to remind you again, 500. We are going to 500. So we will cross 84 four more times. Guys, I love list. the verses. I love the choruses on this. They're so much fun to sing along with. I uh, love the guitar. Some of the sexual double entendre, just direct sexual stuff was a bit over the top. I never even really realized that. I just kind of always bopped along with the songs and never really paid attention to the words. But I have to say, you know, we've talked about this for a long time. I love the ones with commercial hits. These are songs that people love. And if you think about it, what albums have we listened to, you think, so far that had more commercial hits? The only ones that jumped out to me were Rumors, Thriller. And maybe Welcome to the Jungle or Appetite for Destruction. What other yeah. albums have had more commercial hits than this one? 
Eh. I was going to say rumors. We, rumors, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. Purple Rain, there are some songs where I was like, I don't, I've never heard this. But this one, I had heard every song. But so ultimately, I, you guys remember way back, I put Appetite for Destruction in my top 10. So I was looking at did, how, where, how does this compare to Appetite for Destruction? So I looked at it and I said, I thought this one, the weaker points were strong, were better than the weaker points on Appetite. But I just thought that the, the, the key songs on Appetite for Destruction were a little bit better. You had Welcome to the Jungle, uh, Brownstone, Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine. I think that just barely edges out Noise Pollution, Shoot Me All Night Long, Hell's Bells, Back to Back in Black. So for me, it's still rolling boned. It should be higher on the list, but I was, I'm not going to put it in my top 10. It's not above Appetite. Well, it's a very, very, very consistent album. Now, Russell, I know how close you listen now because you realize... I never explained what rolling groan meant. So now I even need to, like, I kind of need to oh, feel. Oh, it needs to be rolling groan higher on the list. I, it, well, yeah, but I didn't get to say that. So I'm just going to explain no, real is, quick. No, rolling bone should be higher. No, higher on the list, which is a higher number. Yeah, I got it right. So, so lower on the no, list. No, my point was number. I never explained to you what rolling groan was. You cut me off after rolling bone. Well, Rob, I oh. think, so it feels you know, like you're I've not listening to, this to me when I'm explaining the parts of the list, maybe. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but I just want to tell you real quick, Russell, just so you know, rolling well tone means it's grade 84 rolling bone means it should be a higher on the and list, which is a lower talking. number yeah. <laughs> and rolling, but groan, and rolling groan means you did not care for this album. So you, oh. you don't think it's a top 10 album, but you like it. Not a top 10, but I think it should be higher than 84. All right. Thank you for letting me explain. Cause a lot of people, if I don't explain all my, all my Rob, Rob maniacs out there are not going to be happy. Matt, what do you think of this album? Rolling well toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? Uh, like I said, I've listened to this, I mean, countless times and I don't know, I mean, almost to the point where I don't feel like listening to it anymore. I don't know if that's a thing where you're just like, eh, you know, been, been there, done that kind of a thing. So I too, I I'm in Russell's camp. I mean, the, the number of hits on this album is off the charts compared to everything else we heard. We've got better artists, maybe, maybe, you know, we've got better songs that mm-hmm. come on some different albums, but as an album, Put together on the whole, you know, I I too think this album got rolling bone should be higher on the list, which means it has a lower number. I got to admit, like you you say that you don't want to listen to this album. You have to admit if somebody at work came in next to you and was like sitting in their cubicle or whatever and just was like, oh, it's time to start work. Time to listen to Back in Black by ACDC. Be like, oh, my God, that guy is a straight up psychopath. Like if you're not right. in the gym, and, but, like I wouldn't turn it. It wouldn't be one where I'm like, shut that off. It'd be like, yeah, I could listen to it. But know, if a guy was sorry. just listening to it, not in his car, going to the right. tour from the gym, he'd be like, oh, this is weird. I can tell you the guy who introduced me in high school, big time weirdo. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned or rolling grown? I'm a little bit torn on this album. It, well, first of all, I got to say, yes, 100% fun listening to this album. I don't know if there's a more fun combo of uh, Back in Black followed by Shook Me All Night Long. So fantastic. I had so much fun listening to it. Uh, like Russell, it, it to me most closely relates to Appetite. Um, so I don't know if it belongs this far below Appetite on the list, but I'm also not sure if it belongs ahead of another Zeppelin album. We've only heard from Led Zeppelin once. And to me, this, the ACDC sound is so indebted to Led Zeppelin, mm, uh, but it, great album, super fun. So I'm just going to give it a rolling well-toned. Unfortunately, you guys are incorrect. This is a rolling, give the dog a bone. Ah, give the dog okay. a bone. <laughs> because this is <laughs> old, art. Listen to this. For 84. She's using her head again, using her head again. She's using oh, her head, using geez. her head again. She's using her head again, cutting the cake with my knife. I mean, the guys... <laughs> That's why we got into this. This is, this is art. Storebunk. 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 Next <laughs> never up. get this right. Next up. Oh, no, he didn't. 
Yeah, well, well, well. <laughs> it's an album that was influenced by the singer's primal scream therapy. And no, it's not Prince. He went to primal cream therapy. Oh. <laughs> We're talking about John Lennon with John Lennon. Smelly Pleasant bells. Auto band. Smelly bells. Well, well, well. That was Smelly Bells? Bring them Smelly Bells. Primal cream therapy. Primal cream therapy. Oh no, I cut it off too early. Shit. Guys, I have uh, something to share with you and our listeners. I'm actually in an exclusive relationship right now. And it's with the cowboy guy hat who I rubbed elbows with on the plane. <laughs> and when you start a relationship with someone who you rub elbows with on a plane, that relationship is for life. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Rub elbows. 